Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. What is up? What is up, people? It's the one and only V, the girl economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the morning. CJ's traveling. Jet, I thought, was traveling. Uh, so Jet will be on on Tuesday, tomorrow. But today we have the one and only John J. Singleton, the man, the myth, the legend, a.k.a. Mr. X. You can find him at aceofcoins.com, aceofcoins.com. He is the chief operating troublemaker of all things legal of all things with opportunities and businesses and uh, amazing work that uh, that John does. And also, folks, he is uh, the legal eagle, the man that uh, that just, oh, I, I, I love the type of trouble he causes. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always fun to have him on to see what kind of, uh, you know, what, what, what heartache he's causing to the system. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, John, what's up, buddy? How are you? Good, thanks, and thank you for having me on again. We I love doing these shows, and uh, the best. I, since in the last couple of years, I've never really appreciated the system that everyone is now realizing that we're in. Mm. I thought I understood it, mm. but man, uh, it's a cult. It's like versions of like groups of cults. Uh, yeah. it's crazy. You know, it, it, it's weird, right? I mean, you you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a cult. And when you look at this cult and you see these responses on social media like Twitter, where you still have people that, that are praising the, the mask wearing, you have people that are still uh, completely sold into the, the, the paradigm of what's happening. And, and folks, we're going to delve deep. So if you're on YouTube right now, because we're going to be getting into some touchy, touchy subjects that are not that are N S. F Y T not that is not safe for YouTube. So we're going to be going off from YouTube in the next one minute or so. But before we do that, John, why don't you just give a rundown really quick of what, what subjects you want to hit today? I know you talked a little bit about AI and whatnot, but go ahead, John. Well, yeah, the, the chat GPT, and I want to, I'm going to show you some things that you, that are, are practical, but also my opinion of what's going on there. And then also some trains derailing. Okay. That's mm -hmm. part of a big picture and uh, the financial breakdown. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we like to talk solutions. We like to look at this stuff like entrepreneurs and say, all right, how can we benefit from this? Sure. And then, yeah. So, I mean, that's the fun part, but uh, we want to connect the dots too. So we're going to definitely do that. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. So all the YouTube listeners, listen, we're on twitch.com. Just go on twitch.com, type into the search engine within Twitch, and then put in Rogue News TV, all one word, Rogue News TV, and you will see this broadcast. Again, this is NSYT, not safe for YouTube, not safe for YouTube. So with that being said, all the YouTube audiences, thank you all for listening in. Hasta la pasta. All right, now we are free of ScrewTube. We are on full-on and uncensored. So, John, oh, nice. talk okay. to us. What is going on? I know there's about so many people you've you've helped. There's over 30-some-odd cases that you have pushed throughout the country where you're giving these Nazis a run for their money, bro. I've never seen so much corruption, and I'm talking about the federal district court. Yeah, I've never seen so much incompetence amongst professionals like lawyers Mm. who just, they don't even understand the aspect of law that deals with this fake pandemic yeah. and enough. And they, they walk into a case that we started and we've got like maybe 
four dozen. We've got like maybe 36 now, somewhere a few dozen working their way through the U.S. District Court of Appeals. We've got one right now that's followed, going to be followed by maybe seven more, and that's going to be another 12 more that are going to the Supreme Court. And these are issues where a person was fired from his job for refusing to participate in the asinine phony pandemic protocols. Mm. Right? And so we sue the employer and instead of the lawyer advising his client that he broke the law and help having him fix it, which is what they did in the retail industry. Instead, they're just taking the case and going to court, but they're, they're defending it. So, so that's fine. So we're making a record of everything. So what's happening is the case we filed, we framed the whole issue. We don't even, we don't even say the pandemic is fake because that's not the issue. The issue is that there is no authority to impose these measures on anyone. And, yeah. and certainly by the employer. And the law is very clear on this. This is old, old law. In fact, the, um, the case that, that you see in the uh, media was called um, Jacobson versus Massachusetts from 1905. And every idiot is relying on that as the justification to force uh, uh, vaccines or clinical trials as they are right now, clinical trials on people. Um, and if you go read the case, you'll find out that the court in that, in that decision, in the, whole, in, the, in the dicta of the case, the court said that uh, imposing medical treatments on people is, is a power that's reserved to the state legislature alone. And it is subject to judicial review. So even if there's a law that says you have to take a specific vaccine, that is subject to the contents of what's the, the, the context of where that would take place. And it can only be undertaken by the Department of Health based upon evidence and an application to the court to allow the Department of Health to proceed. Just because there's a law doesn't allow an employer to say, yes, you have to do it now. <laughs> mm. So anyways, so this is called public policy. Public policy says everything, I'll just summarize Everything you're seeing with the so-called COVID policy protocols, yeah, the opposite is true with actual public health policy. So they're violating each and every aspect of public health policy that's been around for over a hundred years. That's amazing, man. It's directly the opposite. But these judges are so terrified. What they're doing is we come into the court and the judge says, like, we asked for a fee waiver because our client just got fired. Sure. Four hundred dollars to file a case. So we asked for a fee waiver. I've never seen this before, and I've done thousands of these cases. The judge says, oh, we're going to have to put it before a committee and approve. And then he'll say, I'll get back with you. And then he doesn't do anything or he or he grants the uh, uh, the fee waiver. And then he puts another condition on there and the case just sits there or uh, there'll be uh, motions filed by both parties. So we file the complaint. The other side says we're going to we, we want a dismissal. Then we respond and then they give a brief. And then so it's final. Everything's briefed. OK. And then the court has six months in which to make a ruling, which is completely unreasonable. It shouldn't take but 30 minutes to make a ruling on a case. Like yeah. that. You guys are, you know, they're educated and they're not that smart, but they're educated. And it's within their purview and expertise to issue a ruling. No, they wait six months. And now what they're doing is they're not, they're just ignoring you. They're ignoring our clients. And so we are having to go back to the court and say, hey, we want a case management conference. Why aren't you making a ruling on this? You don't own the law. Yeah. You don't own the law and you don't get to ration out the access to the law. You're an administrative law. And this is where we are right now. And these judges are talking to each other. And I can tell you, like you said, we've got a several dozen of these cases, okay? And we're, we're exposing how illegal all this is. And we use the Americans with Disabilities Act, okay? And uh, they're all talking and there's, they're, I know they're looking at this going, that pleading looks just like the one that was in California and just like the one that was in Tennessee and just like, <laughs> and, and they're similar, they're not identical. And so I, they're probably going, they're so frustrated, like, we can't stop it. It's got to be coming from some group or something. You know? <laughs> and they just don't want to make a ruling. So, but this is, this is creating, this is part of an aspect of the climate change agenda. I'm sure you've talked about this plenty. Yeah, the whole agenda 2030, the whole net zero bullshit, which is, in reality, it's deindustrialization of the West. And John, you know, based on a lot of the data that, I'm, that I've been following for years, a lot of these metrics and whatnot, I'm starting to come to the conclusion that a lot of the, the Western financiers, a lot of these Western oligarchs have realized that they've gutted their economies and hollowed out their economies so much that once the phony baloney money and the money printing stops, the only solution for them to maintain their uh, their, their power is some sort of a neo-feudalistic uh, 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 society. And, 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 and this whole deindustrialization, which is, you know, they give it cushy terms like net zero and carbon neutral and all the other garbage, man, Green New Deal. John, you've been tracking this for years. What is your spidey senses telling you? Well, carbon neutral. Now, I've been saying this since they started. 
Okay, now I was in high school, 1987, yeah. and I was not a good student, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> okay, so when they started this crap with, with greenhouse effect, I don't know if you guys remember this. Oh, greenhouse yeah, I remember the greenhouse effect. It we became a, climate a change. Right? the ozone. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Whole I did the research on that. Mm. And again, I suck at science, but I'm telling people what an ozone molecule is and how UV light breaks it apart to absorb the energy and combines back together immediately. When you put more carbon in the atmosphere, it gets absorbed in the biosphere. There's a bell jar experiment. Scientists have done this 100 years ago, more, more, yeah. more, 300 years ago. So the whole thing's a total fraud. But what the, car carbon neutral means, get rid of the people. Yes. <laughs> no other conclusion to make. That's it. <laughs> as if carbon is a pollutant and as if people are a pollutant. Well, so when you legally define carbon, right, we're all made out of carbon. So anything made out of carbon could then be regulated or legislated and controlled. That's what it's coming down to. And you're right. I mean, this, this, this is like some, uh, some uh, former, uh, you know, military officer in the Canadian military he calls up his local VA and he's like, hey, look, uh, my electric scooter broke down. And the response on the line is, have you thought of killing yourself? He's like, what? <laughs> my, I just need a new battery. <laughs> have you thought about end-of-life decisions? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is for real what's happening. It's unbelievable. That's what they want. Yeah. But let me make this point. I was just thinking yesterday. So, so think about, okay, fire is actually pretty damn good technology. Yeah, it sounds kind of lame, but because we associate it with the caveman days, if there were any. But but look, with fire, you fire comes from wood, right. and wood is a storage of solar energy, and it's sure. renewable. But right. I'm saying I'm not into all that, but I'm just saying it just is. So yes. combine that with our access to water and how you know people have carved out access to water for themselves. They make water come to us now, right? We we don't have to go get it. So with water. And with fire, we have the storage of energy in trees, and we have the release of that energy through fire, and we built modern society, and we presumably landed on the moon with it. Right. Before anything important came up. I mean, you had but, analog. But we can't go back to the moon, John. We, we, we lost the technology. We, we lost it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. right. So, <laughs> so, but anyways, we got there because of fire, because fire lets us, we can dig into the rocks, we can melt the ore down, and we can make metals, and then we can do stuff. Fire and water. And look. Uh, a nuclear power plant is a steam engine. Yes. Guys, it's a steam engine. That's exactly what it is. It's the next generation. <laughs> steam engine. It's water. Right. And the only reason it's dangerous is because it's under high pressure, which it does not have to be. We can convert them to breeder reactors. But anyways, right. I don't want to go too far, but I'm just saying, so this whole thing on, on the climate change is, is part of the, the scam. And so when you see uh, in the news, you, there's got to be trends. Okay. So you see the trend where they're destroying the food processing plants. They're destroying the ranchers, and they've been doing it economically anyways. I mean, we've gotten rid of 44% of our farmers since the 80s before they even started the fake pandemic. Yes. Now, now it's just cleanup. And then you got Bill Gates buying up a bunch of land so he can destroy the topsoil. I mean, it's not enough to just own it. He wants to destroy no. the topsoil. And they right. want they want to go and they want to uh, assassinate or kill the uh, the feral cattle that, you know, is on, they're just grazing on land that's not owned. Isn't that crazy? I mean, well, I, when, I, when I was yeah. vacationing in South Florida, man, you know, I was like taking one of those airboat rides and we saw mm -hmm. so many feral cattle just yeah. roaming around eating vegetation and whatnot. And I was looking at them and I just, I was like, my God, that, that must be absolutely delicious to eat one of these things. Absolutely. And they don't want us to have them. They don't want us to realize, okay, the supply chain's broken down. I'm going to go get some cattle and I'm going to start raising my own cattle. Yeah. And, and you can't even get a butcher's license anymore. And people are starting to realize, and I'm going to share some, a couple things to you with you. So you can't get a butcher's license. So, so the producers, the, the ranchers that are hanging in there are saying, OK, well, uh, I need someone to butcher this stuff and they, ha they, they have skills to do it. They just can't get a license. So screw that. We'll just create our own association and do it ourselves. And right. we don't I don't care if the FDA. We're not going to be exposed to them. I mean, you can avoid all that, right? Correct. Unlike the Amish farmer, but he must have done something to get their attention or they want to make an example out of them. They want to make but, an example. This is what it is. these are. Yeah. These are sickos. These are a bunch of World Economic Forum nut jobs. I mean, dude, they, they, they fear animal proteins because it's the one thing that could revitalize the male hormonal system exactly, and, and, and get us to be ballsy and full of, uh, yeah. of vitality and vigor. When, you, red meat. when yeah. you eat red meat, yeah. 100% so, you need red meat. So we see these things, okay, so these trends of uh, destroying our food supply and, and the way to get it and the way to reestablish our food supply. So all that's going on. Uh, and then 
if you look at the news and a lot of you are probably going, man, I can't wait to the, uh, the car market is implodes so that I can go get that car I want, which you're probably, you're probably looking at, got your eye on something, right? I know you are. Oh yeah, dude, I'm always looking. And the thing <laughs> is, it's like, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's, uh, the, even though the prices have come down, supply chain is still the issue. You yes. know, it's hard to come by. And now the, so yes. prices have come down, but there's still these dealer markups because I mean, my yes. God, I saw, I saw, you know, dealer markups on Honda Civics, man. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's in the early days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but here's what you're seeing, guys. It, it, you're going to see Ford because you know, Ford a bunch of greedy bastards in the last two years, and now they're paying the price. Uh, and so people are saying, "Look, the dealership's going out." Then you got the CEO of Ford. I forget his name, but uh, he's out there saying, "Yeah, well, um, we'll just go around the dealers, and we can just deliver the car." So they're themselves, the manufacturer, is eliminating the dealership anymore. They used to work together; yep. they need each other. No, yep. they want the dealerships gone, just like they want restaurants gone. They, you're, you're going to see a future, a future in the next two years, let's say, where no dealerships. And if you want a car, you have to get one on the internet. You have to go online. You have to choose the car you want, and have it delivered. Forget negotiating. If they pull this off with the currency, and, and V doesn't think they're going to do this, but he's hopefully he's right. But they want the currency on the blockchain and tied to your biometric data. Yes, that they did. Means, I, be, I believe that. That, that that's exactly they're going to probably what they're going to try and do. So if they do that and then you buy a car the way they're going to force you to have to buy a car and let's say it's an electric car because you're not going to be able to buy a, a, an engine because they're not being made anymore unless you're really smart and you can make one. Right. Uh, and so you get all this and, and so you you go online, you buy the car, the dealerships are gone, it's all electric and then it turns out that you're only going to be rationed the use of the vehicle because you actually can't own it, you can't take title, it's on a network and you can only use it. That's what right. they want to end up with. Yes. That's and exactly no, yeah, and nobody's going out of their homes to work at a restaurant or no, because you're gonna store. have 15 minute uh, shitties instead of cities of shitties. 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes exactly. away. And so what's gonna happen? I mean, I'm look I'm I don't know about your town, but I'm here in Orlando by UCF and I'm seeing gas stations being um demolished. And actually the they went to the point on some of these to to dredge up all the foundation in the tanks yeah. and turn it back to nature. Dude, that's terrible. I'm seeing that right here in Orlando. That's terrible. And you're in the heart of red country. Yeah, well, I'm thankful for what's going on with, with DeSantis. I never thought I'd say that, but, man, this guy's saying some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. You know, like, hey, look, guys, there's only two genders. Stop it already. We're going to stop this critical race theory in our schools. But this is this is to where, okay, we've been under attack for, for many years. I mean, I don't know if people understand this, but when you when you destroy, when you, when you uh, uh, flip a train, derail a train, it just so happens to have all these toxic chemicals in there. And then you make the decision to leak the chemicals and then to burn them into the air. So what you're really doing is you're attacking a town that can't defend itself. It's a bunch of old people and young people and poor people, and they don't know what to do. But just to, just to make sure that they, nobody can do anything, they send uh, agents over there of the, of, the, of the train companies, and they, um, they get you to sign the 16-page agreement for like pennies, waiving all your rights. To yes. sue them for wrongful death and things like that. Well, who has a financial interest in that? I can tell you right now, V probably knows more, but I think Vanguard has a financial interest. Yep, Crack Rock. Crack Rock, all these creatures. So, crack so, rock. You know, That's my new name for Black Rock, Crack Rock. <laughs> you know, and so it's safe for Netflix. I mean, Netflix, they want to promote that movie from 1985, which is the, uh, what was it, uh, White Noise, right? Yeah. So yeah, Vanguard has an interest exactly. in that. Exactly. So. Yeah. So anyway, so that's what's going on. So we're, we're under attack. We're being bombed by our infrastructure. This is what's going on. Being bombed by our own infrastructure. Then you can come up with any story you want to explain. But John, what about the 100 food processing facilities that have exploded, yeah. caught on fire, and, and become dysfunctional? What a coincidence. You know? Yeah. If, if, if 100 proctologist offices were, were, were suddenly caught on fire, there would be a massive nationwide investigation. Why are proctology offices randomly exploding? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is not a coincidence, guys. It's very unusual. Go back and look at your statistics. Yeah. Okay. So, so now, what the heck do you do? I mean, so I love talking about this part, but I mean, yeah. I mean, they're doing with the, the travel. They don't want you to travel. There's, it's like death by a thousand cuts. They're doing all these different things. Like they're going through the insurance companies. So let me just drop a couple of things on you, and maybe we can talk more about the money aspect and being an entrepreneur. But I'm working with a lot of physicians, and I'm creating um, a method a business model that they can use to operate outside the existing framework of licensing and insurance. Oh, wow. This is, this is the problem with medical doctors. They, they can't, 
they don't know how to function outside their licensing. And so they, they want to, you know, they're being, they're being told you have to, um, you have to impose medical treatments on your patients that were written by a corporation. Now the definition of a corporation is an insane person. A creature yeah, that is, that is a definition of the corporate. Is is insane insane person. A creature without a conscience. That's why corporations are regulated. So you got the CDC writing these stupid ass protocols and they're telling the doctor, Hey, all the doctors, you have to impose these certain medical treatments on all your patients without regard to any contraindications. Oh, and by the way, without regard to your diagnosis, yes. we don't need your diagnosis anymore. Right. And so the doctors are saying, oh, hell no. I'm the doctor. I'm going to make a medical diagnosis and I'm going to rely upon that. And my patient has the right to rely upon that. And I'm going to be liable either way. So I'm going to be liable for what I say he has to do. And, and so the licensing authority is telling them, now we're going to pull your license if you don't follow the, the insane person's protocols, right? And the doctor says, I'm done with that. I'm out. And he wants to do his own thing. And then he gets his license revoked. And then the insurance is no good, right? So that, that's the problem that they're in right now. And they have every right to form their own association and operate outside the existing legal framework. And ironically, the history of our case law in this country, even recent case law, actually protects physicians in this situation they just don't know it yet and they don't know how to get the indemnification out of that whole system and so i'm going to go into the detail about how to establish the licensing and the competency and the accountability for the physicians in their professions and operate outside the ama and all the state licensing and the boards that are so snooty they don't even practice medicine anymore and they tell the doctors what to do yeah those things so that's coming and then, John, we also have the wonderful 15-minute cities. It's going to be so convenient, John. I mean, imagine just 15 minutes. You know, you, you live in, you know, Minnesota or, or, or Montana and the, or in Alaska in the dead of winter. How nice it would be that you don't get into your electric car because it won't be operable, right, because right. the charging stations are not working. But you have the privilege in sub-50, negative 50-degree weather to go ride your bicycle to the market. <laughs> How, how well, wonderful it is! I like I like that idea, but it's it's intended for sinister purposes. When, my wife is from Bulgaria. I go to I go to Europe. I go to Bulgaria, and when, once we get into the city, she lives in the suburbs. But once we get into, we take a taxi for two bucks. Okay, we get into the city, right. and we got access to everything: the finest restaurants, yeah. the cheapest restaurants. We got clothes. We got whatever we want, entertainment, and it's all within walking, and it's a blast. And it's not like that here. I mean, everything is designed to waste fuel and energy and so forth. But yeah, it's designed for to lock you in to your place where you live. And I mean, that's what they got all the food delivery. And then they the restaurants are like when I go look at the websites for restaurants now, they're pushing all this delivery, delivery, delivery. It's almost even hard to look at the menu online. No, this is true. In fact, I went I went to one. Um, I, I don't know why I did this, but I found a, a Turkish restaurant um, here in Orlando, you know, right next to, you know, with international drive you guys probably know this. oh nice you got some donor kebabs there so there's is a 24 7 turkish restaurant 24 7 turkish wow. restaurant it's uh dude it's called cafe 34 istanbul if you guys want to check it out let me tell you dude, next time i'm down there i'm, I'm, I'm we're, 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 we're gonna do it if you go check out cafe 34 istanbul i went there about three weeks ago at three in the morning I set my alarm. I got out of bed in the middle of the night and I drove down there and I ate, you know, like me, you know, how, cause, cause you know, I only eat once every two or three days. Okay. So I literally yeah. ordered the entire menu. If you go look at the menu, everything you see in there, I ordered it. <laughs> every dessert, nice. every appetizer. <laughs> and I sat was there and the guy, I was the only person in the restaurant. My God. Yeah. So anyways, so, so yeah, I mean, they don't want you to be able to do that. They want you to uh, go to um, some sort of a um, uh, corporate restaurant, right? And then order from there and have it delivered. They don't, they want you far removed from your food sources possible. Far, I mean, yes. look at this food. Look at the yeah, donor kebabs. That food is awesome. Just like it looks like it's even better. But um, my friend was telling me in Atlanta. Bro. He ordered something one time and he went into the building and it was a, it was a, um, it was like the, a food court of food distribution, wholesale version. He said it was every major brand like Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken. He said they were all working with their all the uniforms in the same kitchen in this huge facility, like a big warehouse. 
and they were making all the food for each restaurant brand and delivering it so that the, the customer doesn't know that it's coming from this central kitchen that every restaurant in town is using to deliver food. But this is the thing in Atlanta. At least I, I'm yeah. sure it's somewhere else too. And well, we've also seen the yeah, and we also yeah. seen the, the 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 pictures of uh, or the video of McDonald's already doing automated restaurants where you know your burgers and your fries are delivered to you via robot. You know. Oh, there's that, and and drone. Now this is the point I want to make, and I got kind of got lost in the story. But so you're showing the the menu items. It's, Awesome food. So I go in there. Dude, delicious. Wow. And and so I'm a person, you know, I'm not eating for like two days, right? So, you know, I'm sitting at my computer going, man, I can't wait till it's Wednesday. (laughs) And I'm looking at the menu and I'm already in my mind, I'm knowing what's going to be, I'm going to order, right? So I already go there and I already know what I'm going to order, but just the same, I always like to see the menu, right? So I say, can I have a menu? Because there's no menu around. And he goes, yeah, it's right there. It's a circle on the counter with a damn QR code. Sure. And and I'm a person that I always want to, you know, I'm going to fight to the end. I'm not going to help them, right? right? So I don't even have my phone with me. Right. I don't take my phone anywhere. Right. So I said, what do you mean? What's that? It's not the menu. I know what it was. But he's like, right. yeah, but if you scan it with your phone, I said, I don't go to restaurants with my phone. Right. How do I do that? You know? Right. And so he goes, well, hang on. So he gets his phone out and he goes and he shows me the menu. I'm like, okay. So anyways, but oh yeah, the QR code. so they don't want, they want, they're slowly, same with the grocery stores. They're slowly getting you away from going out anywhere and they want everything. They want you to deliver it so that you don't have any privacy or whatever. I mean, well, don't you trust Walmart? Walmart will not only deliver it to you, but if you give them the, uh, the secure code to your house, they'll come into your house and put it into your fridge. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you know, anybody who does that is a People moron. People just not dude. see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I don't know what what is it what is your and what do, you, what do you think I mean people okay so the way entrepreneurs look at this right now I'm looking at people talking about these trends and so they're looking at this buy low sell high okay boring but okay you can make money at that so one guy's saying yeah when the car market crashes I'll go buy RVs and flip them all right fine if the car market crashes what makes you think you're gonna there's any spread that be had with an RV, with an RV. <laughs> when, when the when the when the market of, of fools who got free money from the fake pandemic in 2020 and 2021 when those mm-hmm. fools went and bought RVs and that, exactly. that part of the market is already done and gone. What makes you think you're going to get an RV and flip it now? <laughs> I have a better idea. I'm, I'm going to flip boats in uh in like, uh you know, in the middle of like Montana. That's a good idea. I'm going to flip yeah. yachts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or well, Arizona is the boat capital of the country. I don't know if you know that, but uh... is, is, is it really? It is Arizona, unless it's changed. But yeah, it's been like that oh, in the nineties. Uh, then in that case, I'm going to go to Death Valley, California. I heard there's a lot of water over there. I, that's what I'm hearing somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how far you have to go. But uh, but here's the thing, though. I mean, so this may be an opportunity. That's stupid to buy a vehicle and then flip it. But because people are keeping their vehicles longer, they need parts. And guess what? You have a problem getting parts. So yes. either it's going to be 3D printing, local, decentralized, or you buy this stuff cheap and like always, this has always been true. You can part out a vehicle and make way more money than if you sold a vehicle. This is a so fact. If you, yeah, if you bought the vehicle and had a way to store it in a good, pristine way, you could then be the supplier when everyone else was is out. You know, yeah. I don't know. If that's I'm just saying if that's your thing. Some people are insiders. No, absolutely. I mean, it's easier to to part out your car uh, and sell it, you know, by you know piecemeal than it is to sell the whole vehicle. Yeah. That, that may be a way in, and I think the parts, the the aftermarket parts market is is, is about to explode because yeah. this whole electric vehicle rollout is an abysmal failure. It's really bad. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to put a lot of the car manufacturers out of business. The, the 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 Asian car makers are smarter. They're like, yeah, we'll make electric vehicles as the specific demographics and markets and specific areas of the world demand so, but they're still uh, sticking with ICE, right? And and then the entire 80% of the world, 150 some odd countries who's given the middle finger to the crazy West and said, go F yourselves. They are going to continue to stick with hydrocarbons and, uh, yeah. and, and, and internal combustion engines, which based on just those two things, right. And they're based on, you know, physical production economies. It is not a bad idea to get the hell out of the country. If you have the opportunity to, if things go sideways here and then the quote unquote good guys, which are basically, if people don't get this country back, you know, 
Yeah, right. Not a bad idea to leave. Yeah, or have have an option. I mean, have an option to maybe stay out on a boat for a while, you know? Sure. Something like that. But cars, gas engines are the future. I mean, this sounds silly, but even one of my clients was, um, he's a high net worth and, and he actually was asking me about setting up a structure. And, he, and, and so he's telling me what he's doing and he said he's investing in gas stations. Yeah, 100%. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, there's some headwind coming, but that's the future. I mean, even if you modify the engine a little bit, your, your car engine, I mean, because it should be getting like 3000 miles per gallon, that sounds crazy, but that's our technology. They've made it so that, that we don't get any efficiency. So that way it's easy for the electric technology to come in and we can justify it. Like it looks more efficient on the front, but it's actually not because it, it wastes more, more resources, way more resources than a gas powered engine. That is a hundred, that's a hundred percent true. You know, and, and, and the fact that cold weather and all these other things, um, affect the range yeah. it's very unreliable yeah uh, ford's rollout of the uh, electric f-150 has been kind of disastrous they've had a stop order stop sale on it um i, I mean it's a joke man it, it, I, I think electric cars if you're in a, in a compact city and you want to do some local runnings pick up your kids pick up a few groceries yeah. that's one thing you yeah. got to be out of your gourd to road trip an electric car we don't have the infrastructure in this country, and in right. 50 years, John, we still won't have any infrastructure in this country for it. No, there's no need for it. I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, but it's, it's gas is the future. Carburetor technology, they replace it with fuel injectors, but carburetor and uh, people talk about hydrogen uh, engines and things like that. But really, you're just combusting something. So it's gasoline or it's probably going to be methane, okay? And methane is so prevalent. It's everywhere. You can get methane from your toilet. Um, I have an engineer working on a plasma reactor right now. And he said to me the other day, he said, I can run this at a greater than 50% efficiency very easily, mm. very easily. He's, he can do that right now. He said, right now I'm running on 35% efficiency. And he said, if I put firewood in there, the firewood is converted uh, to gas. Sure. So, yeah. So, so you can run. In fact, they were doing this in World War One, guys. This is not. Yeah, they were running uh, internal combustion engines off of uh, burning wood. That's all they did. They, and they and have so kits you could buy for your car where you burn the wood. Yeah. The problem and the is, wood is, yeah. it's in a, a closed compartment. It's a pyrolytic chamber, okay? So that it just combusts it pyrolytically with, with no, it's anaerobic. Yeah. And so that converts to gas and you run your car. But I'm just saying, so the future is gasoline, but there's different ways of delivering that energy. And it could be through methane. Now, methane is the most, uh, the most efficient way of storing hydrogen. So you can run on methane or you can run on the hydrogen from the methane. But I don't know about getting it out of the water as you're going because that takes huge, you know, amount of storage of water. You're better off with methane, yeah, you know, hydrogen. Because yeah. mm -hmm. why store water? I, I'd have to, you know, fill up a thousand times greater volume for water to get to the hydrogen. When if I just use methane, it's right there. It's just like my gas. And we do have the infrastructure for methane. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that so if you're looking at like what the future is, electric cars are hurting us. I used to think it was the, a great idea until I did the research and it got closer to us. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is bad. Yeah, Gas really engines are the future. Right. And could you imagine like, you know, you, you, you were being a naughty boy and uh, all of a sudden, you know, you, you piss off the, the wrong kinds of people. And now you're, you're driving your self-automated electric car to work. But then all of a sudden the doors lock. You can't unlock it. And it's driving you to the police station. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or That's you're trying exactly to go to grandma's house and you exceeded your limit and the car stops in the middle of the interstate. <laughs> and, and there's no way to turn it back on. There's no way to turn it yeah, back exactly. on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I don't know how people, I guess they don't see it coming because when it comes on them, then they're going to react, but it's going to be too late. Then they look like a crazy person. Correct. <laughs> we look like the crazy people now. Yep. Exactly. So, but yeah, if, if you can come up with a way to produce parts for things that people are keeping longer, like vehicles, then certainly uh, 3D printing. The only thing I see is a drawback possibly, or the difficult aspect of it is, I mean, it's the infrastructure is already there. You already got auto repair shops. The 3D printers are perfect fit for those machine shops. Perfect fit. We got more auto repair shops, but the only, the, the only thing I see is that um, uh, the, uh, the patented uh, and trademarked filaments for parts like the high density resins and metals that you can 3D print. Yes. That those are owned, right? So to get those supply, may, maybe those could be our, our, our choke point. Just like our choke point for making bullets, it was the lead smelting that Obama got rid of. Yeah. You know, so now yeah. we have to import them. So that that makes them allowed, then they can go through customs, right? Then customs is the choke point for bullets now. Correct. Yeah.
So uh, this is something to keep in mind. But you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to see, you're going to see this bird's eye view, and then you can get around it. But yeah. other people won't see it coming. <clears throat> they won't know yeah. why you want the machine shop. They won't know why you want the auto repair shop that the guy can't make any money at because he doesn't know how to do any marketing in a fantastic market for auto repair. You should never be failing in this market unless I, you're I just an idiot, right? Yeah. And, and so you take the auto repair shop and you you allocate a bay for 3D printing or you train your mechanics on 3D printing technology and you outsource the production of the parts and you can get them immediately. You can print parts and you can take the broken part from the car that you're fixing and scan it, send the file to the printer and then send you the brand new file, the brand new part. That's yeah. the future. I, I know we keep talking about this every time we, we get on a call together. I'm just saying people should take this and, and run with it, man. It, 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 it's uh, <laughs> Look I mean, at it's not printing. a joke. Yeah. I got a right. buddy of mine who, uh, He's, you know, he, he does the work on my cars around here and, and he's only, he's like pretty much in the, in, in, in the state. He's one of the last real engine builders left who could machine, who could build motors. He builds race motors. You know, he's worked on one of my cars. He's, we did a full on build, you know, took it from 500 horsepower to 1600 horsepower. Yeah. The guy, the guy's 28 years old. Shoot, we need you more know? people like that, but we don't. Yeah. We're actually in a shortage right now. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I yeah. ain't leaving this business. No, and he's right. He's, he's got to shut down. Like he'll shut down to the public because that's how busy he is. Just like the farmers should should have been in the last century, the rock stars of our culture, the farmers and the teachers. The farmers could have been producing our fuel, but yeah. that's why they that's why they did the pro, the prohibition. Okay, in the twenties to stop the farmers from making fuel. It wasn't about us going to the bar. It was about the farmers becoming the rock stars of the future. They wanted the Middle East to sell us the fuel, the oil. Mm -hmm. um, but the, imagine the auto repair shops that have 3D printer technology. They're repairing cars this way. Imagine they become the sole place where the HVAC guy is going to get his parts and the plumber and everybody else who needs parts or the, the mom whose uh, baby stroller wheel broke. It's that simple. Yeah. You just print the dang part. You don't need a $400 stroller. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. So, John. Last but not least, chat GPT. What is what's up with all this AI stuff? Okay, AI is inevitable. I, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It can be used for evil purposes. And I, I know this sounds may sound naive, but I just look at it as the next new technology that's both dangerous and going to really benefit us. I hope that we can make it benefit us. I can tell you this. My opinion is now I'm a, a tech geek from way back. I can even tell you how to build a computer from sand because that's where they're built from sand. Yeah. So, uh, and, okay. So I used to work at Motorola. We did the photo masking and all that stuff. But anyways, oh, wow. so this, this uh, technology is a very sophisticated lookup table. That's mostly what you're going to encounter when you use chat GPT, if you want to. And I think it's cool. Go check it out. Um, all you need is an email address. Um, but the other aspect of it is I can only describe it as having cognitive abilities. Now, mm. there is a scientific criteria for what I just said, a computer having cognitive abilities. If the computer can communicate or interface with people and the people don't know that it's a computer they're talking to, then it passes a test known as the Turing test, T-U-R-I-N-G, that was developed by Alan Turing, and I believe it was in the 50s. And the Turing test is a, is a benchmark of artificial intelligence. Now, this chat GPT passes the Turing test. I can tell you that. Oh, wow. It will do things for you. Now, my son is 19 years old and I kind of like, I give him things to, you know, I, cause I, I work with him. Like I work with my clients. Like he's been an entrepreneur. Of course he's going to be like me, right? I'm not going to yeah. tell him to go get a job. He's not going to college. Listen, son, go, yeah. go get a job. Make sure you go to school, <laughs> to college and, uh, you know, make sure you get a, a degree in, in uh, lesbian Humanity. art therapy. <laughs> and women exactly. and gender studies yeah so here's what he does and i didn't even he just one day i said what'd you do today and he goes oh i uh i built a website i'm like oh that's cool and he started telling me what he did he built a website through chat gpt chat wow. gpt built the website the copy he it even told him what url to use based on the, what he was doing with the website oh wow it went and found the available URL and said, here, use this. And then it wrote the copy and developed the shopping cart and put everything together for him. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's very useful. Um, but again, it's, you kind of have to work with it a little bit because it's a baby. But the more we interact with it, it's, it's our interaction smarter. is being used to revise it. So just be aware 
you are contributing to the development of AI by using AI. So Skynet is becoming more and more. Yes, but it's inevitable yeah. and it won't forget anything. This is powerful stuff. I can't express to you how powerful, how shocking this is. You just have to kind of figure it out as you go, but yeah. try it out, have a conversation with it. Right now it's a, it's a typing interface. They're gonna have more, you know, they're gonna have more, but still it's a typing interface, words. It doesn't do math until you tell it how to do the math. It's not designed for that. It's designed for interaction and it thinks logically. It also looks up data for you. It, it compiles things. If you need a term paper, like for example, okay, this is going to freak you out, BJ. Yeah. It just passed the bar. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm not joking. It got to be on the bar exam. Holy cow. The bar exam is about the same in all states. I, I think right now at this point, I think uh, ChatGPT is going to be crushing a lot of these, uh, you know, these uh, medical fields where they're just not that. The non-critical medical fields that are out there, I think a yeah. lot of them are going to be done. These doctors are a lot of these uh, internists and whatnot. They're going to be out of business. I think lawyers are doomed. <laughs> okay. Oh, they were doomed a long time ago. It's just that there's no replacement for them and we don't know what to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. I, we can get rid of those guys, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, this is implications we can't imagine. Um, but anything Elon Musk says about it, it's, he's telling, he's, he's been, he's, in, he's behind it. Okay. But he's telling you the truth. I have to say, he is telling you the truth and it's worth listening to his interviews on it because he will tell you he's not holding back. I can tell you that much. Cause I understand the technology. I just can't comprehend what this will do to us. I'm, yeah. I like to be optimistic. But it passed the bar. It took the, um, the a standard medical examination for uh, physicians that just graduated medical school. Yeah. Okay. Upon entering their residency, um, it it didn't pass the medical exam. That was uh, maybe six months ago. So I'm I'm wondering now if maybe it has the ability to pass a medical exam, to, like a physician wow. would take. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, it has it has logical cognitive abilities it's it's scary it can make its own conclusions and you can argue with it and if you don't like i mean it, there is some political bias in there because you can imagine you know the thing that concerns me is it was open source and now it's closed source and it's for profit so at some point you're gonna have to pay to use it and then i wonder if maybe that technology is being held by a small group of people most, now, most likely you know I mean, check this out. Yeah, so you have all this technology around. It's like the, you know, the the DARPA animal, the the doggy, the dogs, you know, and the, the the androids and all that stuff. Imagine connecting those devices into the AI. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow. But anyways, uh, you know, I can speculate. You can speculate on things. I'm just, I like to do things where I'm I'm on the ground. I'm working with people in my community that I understand or they're in my virtual community, because sometimes I got to work with people in different states. It depends on the opportunity, but I like to, to, to do things that make money uh, immediately. I don't sure. think an investment is buying stock. Um, and that being said, I, I think that um, the, the uh, I guess, um, what is it? Uh, uranium. Is uranium a commodity? Well, it, it is a commodity. And the way things are going in the United States, uh, you know, and how abysmal people are getting and how industry is being hollowed out, I think, uh, it, it, especially with the rainbow crowd in full effect, taking over every level of government, I think it's, we're going to shift from any sort of energy commodity like, you know, hydrocarbons or, or uranium to straight up uh, Uranus. <laughs> okay. And I think that's going to be a very popular means of, of exchange for future Americans living in this country will be Uranus. Uh, they'll probably, in fact, I think the next digital currency rolled out by the Federal Reserve uh, will have some sort of commoditized or financialization that occurs uh, with that specific uh, part of the body, which is extremely popular with those <laughs> that wave possible. the rainbow flag. It's, it's very possible, possible John. Yeah, it's possible that we're going to resort back to firewood, but yeah. but I mean uranium and I think copper uh, is is going to be in, in heavy demand. Same with lithium. I mean lithium is along this agenda of electric cars and this nonsense. Okay, but you're going to make a bunch of money in, in that in that type of. I'm not saying go buy the commodities. I'm saying look at the whole supply chain for lithium and copper and uh, uranium for energy and technology. There, uh, scientists developed about a few years ago, they developed a way to dope aluminum with copper and semiconductors. 
So that allows you to have, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the superconducting abilities yeah. of the computer system that's not at super cool temperatures. So it would cost you huge amounts of money previously to get the um, performance out of a computer because you would have to ha keep it at 10 Kelvin, okay? Yeah. I don't know if you know, guys know what that is, but imagine taking all the heat energy out of an orange. You put an orange in your freezer and then you take it out of the freezer and it's frozen solid like a rock. And if you throw it against the wall, it'll just kind of like, you know, maybe bounce off and maybe crack the wall. Or something. But if you freeze it at like 10 or two Kelvin, yeah. and you try that, first of all, you wouldn't even be able to handle it because it would, it would, the heat transfer from your hand to the orange would, would burn your hand. Okay. Yeah. But if you could launch it at a wall or, or hit it with a sledgehammer, it would shatter into a trillion pieces, into a powder, okay? That's what I'm talking about. So mm. to get the computing capacity before, your temperature had to be like two Kelvin. Now it can be about negative 20 Celsius because of the doping technology that relies upon copper and not gold or silver. Sure. So that's something to think about. I mean, looking at base metals, I don't know, you know where you want to get into that, but it's just something, this type of technology, and there's some things, I mean, I don't want to support, but... I'm not going to turn down free money. No, exactly. You got to be pragmatic <laughs> about it because it's the only thing that's going to help you escape the, the 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 matrix over here. You know, John, this just in hot off the presses. We have another tra train derailment just now, buddy. Really? Yep. Oh, I see. Okay. North Carolina, another North, North Carolina. Carolina. Suffolk Southern train uh, derailed in Central North Carolina Saturday morning, causing congestion on tracks across the state. Concern for passengers traveling throughout the region. And what it's doing, it's at, it's a freight train. There was no uh, hazmat situation, no injuries. But what is happening is that it is clogging up the train rail. So there's more delays in shipping. There's more delays yes. in, the, in, in the, you know, more breakdown of the supply chain. We that's, are more, that's part of the deal. Break down the supply chain, destroy yeah. the area, turn it into a battlefield. Exactly. And and we're we're under full-on asymmetric yeah. attack. There's no There's no doubt about it in my head. We are in asymmetric warfare at this point. This is a hot war using our infrastructure against us. Yep. So it doesn't 100%. look like it's a war. Yeah. Yep. Exactly correct, man. Exactly. What is this going to do? I mean, you just said it. it's going to clog up the supply chain. It's probably going to well, pollute waterways. Transportation. Look at, the, look yeah. at uh, what's happened to uh, Palestine, Ohio, East Palestine, Ohio, yeah. right? Uh, entire no. state, an entire, I'm sorry, an entire town is going to be completely yeah. unlivable. Yeah. Completely well, you unlivable. Know, industry will come in there. Vanguard will come in there and do something. Yeah, they'll, then they'll they'll bulldoze all the houses. People yep. cannot even sell their homes because no one's going to buy a home in yep. East Palestine. That's right. They're stuck with it. There, there are people walking around. Domain. You got big burly men walking around whose voices have changed from the chemicals in the air, and their their voices sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And the guy's like, "I can't breathe. I lost my job." I'm like, "Dude." Get the fuck out. Like, what are you doing there? Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's hard, like, because some people just can't leave. They don't have the money to leave. They don't have the credit score to go live somewhere yeah. else. They're in a dangerous precarement, you know? And a lot of these people are like, yo, I got no choice. They're taking that $100,000 from Norfolk yeah. Southern and, and keeping their mouth shut and, and leaving, yeah. which I think in some regards is the best thing for them to do because – for those people that live in East Palestine, that that that's life changing money for them. And even though they're waiving their rights, so yeah. what? What are they going to do? What's the court? The court's going to protect them. Yeah, right. No attorney's going to take no justice. Take your hundred grand and move on. Right. Any respectable country with a respectable government would have went in there, cleaned this whole thing up, compensated the people for all loss, and but not here in the United States, the land of the the land of the fee and the home of the slave. <laughs> You know, I think that they they deny that there was any hazardous situation. Okay, oh no, no, it's fine. They, they, they're telling us to go drink the water. Meanwhile, you, yes. you're, 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 there are birds that are falling dead from the sky. The fish are all floating belly up, but the water is safe and the air is fine, John. You just trust well, yeah. that. So they say that, and knowing that the people there are going to get pissed off and they're going to protest and they're going to proclaim, "No, it's a cover up," and right, and the, the, they're going to demand that FEMA take action, and then FEMA's going to go, "You know what? We made a mistake." We really need to do take to take action, and they're going to bring in who? Who can you imagine they're going to bring in? And then the people won't have a chance to object when they bring in the solution the people demanded. It'll be the military or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you you all wanted the military intervention. The military is for us. Yeah, you, yep. you know, these idiots, okay, are going to wake up to the fact that the military was never for you. 
They've been against you. And every institution, the government hates you. Well, this is a whole military operation. The climate change, fake pandemic, it's a military operation by the World Health Organization. It's an arm of the military. Yes. When I say military, I'm talking about not the U.S. military, although that's a big player. I'm talking about any military asset in the world. It's, it doesn't matter what country it's from anymore. You know, they've gotten around the borders. I think they've gotten around sovereignty. Just so you guys know, okay, so we use cryptography every day. Now, most of us don't use cryptography for own protection. It's actually being used to exploit us. That technology is listed on the United States military's munitions list right next to missiles and bullets. It's been there since the, well, actually been there before the 90s. It was there since the 70s, I think, or maybe even the 40s. Cryptography, that word itself, is a munition yes. on, on the U.S. military. So just realize if, if you're using this, this technology and you're using your phone to go shopping and everything, this is a, a weapon that's being used against you. And you think, wait a minute, isn't a weapon where they shoot you? <laughs> no, because the first, the first effort in any situation where you end up using weapons to, let's say, take dominion over land, okay? Yeah. The first thing you're going to do is re recon, right? Reconnaissance and surveillance and communications. And so that's where we are. And you are helping that. You are using your phone for everything but using having a phone. You're using it for everything. And it doesn't be, need to be that way, but you are part of that military operation. You're a victim of it and you're facilitating it. You should take it more seriously is what I'm saying. It just drives me crazy when I see old kids with a dang phone in their hand, the bus stop, like this morning. I just get angry. It, it, it's it's unbelievable, and 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 I don't think the the pop I don't think the majority of the population is sophisticated enough and smart enough to figure out what the hell is going on, and this is why I'm convinced that for those people, Uranus will be the commodity of trade, and I the agree. rest of us yeah. will either have to decentralize as much as we can, stay off the radar <laughs> as much as we can, and yeah. if you can leave the hell out of the country and go to a better place, that's also an option as well. But but if you are not you know, I, and dude, I was just reading about some of the chemicals in this train spill, right? Yeah. It's three generations worth of cancer-causing toxins. They'll stay within the hormone and genomic structure of the person. And they're, you know, so what's going to happen when everything's weaponized against you and you have all this turned against you? It's, it's, people need to push back, John. And, and, and it's not. It's not over until the fat lady sings, but the problem is America is proliferated by fat ladies. So any one of them in any one of these <laughs> yes. scenarios could sing. I mean, think about it. the infrastructure issue. That's yes. a fat lady, right? These train derailments, that's a fat lady. The food supply is a fat lady. The supply chain is a fat lady. The economic situation is a fat lady. The dollar collapse is a fat lady. The military defeat that is soon going to be happening in Ukraine, that's a fat lady. The multipolar world emerging and crushing the these uh these deviant westerners that's a that's a fat lady we are we're surrounded by fat ladies at this point every single one of those fat ladies are starting to clear their throat we just don't know which <laughs> one's going to sing and put an end to all of this man and and I, I would say don't get depressed guys i know it sounds dismal but i just think there's great opportunity there's and, always you know, opportunities it, it, the more crap the more crap that comes your way i just i don't want to stand back and look around and see what's you know Dude, but just, if the crap is the fan, John, I I am full on black market. I will, you and I will be black oh man, market. Black market hustlers. is the future. It is the future, man. I'm creating a corporate structure right now that is the black market. I'm creating a corporate structure that runs off an IP address. Done. No paperwork. Done. No banking. It's its own banking facility. Yep. That's black market for sure. Hell yeah. But but that's what. So look, you got to team up with people that know the trades. You know the electricians, the builders. Here's the problem with the infrastructure, V. It's permanent, man. It ain't like we let it go uh, get a failing grade or a D and we're going to fix it now. No, who's going to fix it? And who's going to get the funding to fix it? And who's going to carry the insurance? All that's gone. They don't see it yet. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's a big problem of Mexico. You guys don't know this. I was, I was watching a documentary the other day. Mexico, the 95% of its population is in one band on the last the southern third of Mexico from, from um, coast to coast, okay? Yep, yep. And the reason is because of the geography. The yeah. geography, the geology. Yeah. The mountainous areas in uh, Mexico prohibit even roads and railways. And, and now we have, you know, the, the drones and the blimps and things like that. But 
that's been the thing about Mexico. So because they couldn't develop infrastructure, what, what do they end up doing? They have cheap labor and they made a deal with the United States that says, hey, you guys can make a bunch of stuff and sell it to us over the border. We have a great infrastructure. We have, thanks to Eisenhower, we have the interstate system, we have the railway. And so that's what happened. Mm. And that's where we are now. Mexico is, is a bigger market cap than China in trade with the US. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But look, that's what we're facing now. If we can't fix our infrastructure, we're going to look like Mexico to yeah. some extent. Yeah. I, I think we're he we're heading there. I mean, yeah. you're gonna have. I <laughs> yeah. mean, look, they're rerouting highways and cutting out small towns, so those yep. small towns are gonna die. Yep, yep. There's opportunity there. Yeah. I mean, there really is. I mean, I mean, we, if you yeah. next show we do, John, maybe like you come back on next week, next uh, next Tuesday, okay, and um, we'll discuss. Um, we can be real specific. Yeah, we could. We we'll talk about opportunities. What to do? Let's talk about opportunities next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, about what kind of opportunities we can have in a country that is locked down, in a country where uh, you have fifteen minute cities, in a country where if you're living in a small town America, and all of a sudden the highway exit to your town has been demolished and destroyed, now that highway just cuts through your town. And you're in one of these towns that are going the way of Detroit. What yeah. to do about that? What about the opportunities there? I mean, there's so many opportunities. I I, I, I would go to these dilapidated homes that are abandoned and start pulling co copper wiring out of there. And and I mean, there's so many things you could do. I, I you know sell that online. And, and I think the great difference maker, no matter where you are in America, no matter what the political system or the country is going to look like, the opportunity to make money will always be there. Look at Africa. You have. You have innovative women in emerging markets in, you know, third world countries that are coming out with innovative ways to sell their knitted garments or 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 a a a, a plate or a, or some sort of pottery that they created or a necklace that they've made online and get it out yes. into the market. So yes. it's incredible. I've I've heard stories where it's just like you see these African communities, it's it's dirt roads, mud huts. Then, then you see a cell phone. Uh, you see a solar ta uh, uh, like a solar panel, powering one cell phone, and that entire village uses that one cell phone to check the local commodity prices. Because <laughs> then they will take those commodities, they'll load it up, and believe it or not, they, they will they will take it to market and sell it. And some of them are getting so uh, are getting so uh, 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 very enterprising in the sense that they are now utilizing cryptocurrencies as a means yeah. of exchange for it. We've seen it in, in Zimbabwe with, where the inflation is 1,500%, and people are now buying and selling, utilizing Bitcoin, you know? Let me share this with you. In my network, I'm setting up a way where we, we have self-insurance. It's um, a captive insurance, okay, for the, for the doctors. This is how we're doing it. Now, instead of originating debt, and I'm not saying debt's a good thing. I mean, it's, it's a tool, but it's being used against us right now. So don't, don't think I, I'm a promoter of debt. But what I'm saying is, we can originate currency instead of consumer debt. That's what we've been doing. We've been only originating currency when it only is about consumer debt or, or business debt. Sure. Instead, we should originate currency when we need to build infrastructure or create loans for building infrastructure or whatever. And we can do that with our own blockchain cryptocurrency. And each town can have its own cryptocurrency. It can have, you know, it could be its own corporation, its own business, right? Yeah. And, and they, can they can create their own money that could be used to fund projects outside of the dollar. Um, but I can show you a business model for a homeowners association that can be used to replace all the crap we're dealing with right now. And in right. fact, I can show you how to use the HOA mm -hmm. to get out of the property taxes and then allow people that live there to not just not just to get out of the property tax. I'm talking about reallocate your property tax based on what you want to do or based on what you and your neighbors want to do and forget what the other neighborhood wants to do. You just do what you want to do. You can keep the roads in, in shape. You can pay your police. You can do the things you need to do. And then you're not being exploited on property taxes and they can't foreclose in your house. And I can show you how to use the HOAs to do that. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, talk about that. And the other thing is this technology where we have blimps that we can float over, you know, and, a, and a fly as the crow flies. Yeah. This technology is available to us. We, we what if right Joe Biden shoots her blimps down like he did with, <laughs> the, 12, with the $12 hobby balloons, man? What? Yeah, we'll have to get smaller ones. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you could use drones. and. Yeah, and I mean, blimps. there's so many other ways. 
yeah, and there's these, okay, so check this out. There is a, um, there's a, a set of rules, uh, federal and, and local uh, by the um, Federal Aviation Authority and local that govern the use of unmanned aerial vehicles. Sure. And, okay, so you can, you can fly as your roads go. That's the safest way because a road, that path is a right-of-way. It's a public right-of-way. And as long as your vehicle is over that roadway, you don't, you don't get to fly as the crow flies right now because <laughs> mm-hmm. it, we, we haven't figured that out yet, the technology. But we can, we can fly on, over the roadways. What I'm saying is when you have difficult terrain or a breakdown in the current infrastructure, we can replace it or supplant it with this type of technology, which is available to us right now. It yeah. is available. Yeah. But just know that we have a big competitor because Amazon thinks it's going to be delivering goods solely. It'll be the only one delivering goods from a blimp and drones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyways, I just want to throw that in there because there's a lot to talk about. Very well said. John, we're at the end of the show. Let's, let's do this again on next Tuesday. We want to talk about right. We're going to spitball some ideas of what, or, or, you know, how to handle you know how to handle the uh, the the, the soon to be uh, country and and how to find those opportunities in this like kind it. of post collapse type of situation. I like it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, uh, opportunity and crisis is the same word in Chinese, folks. It's the same word in Chinese. So, Good with that being said, folks, we are over and out. Uh, I think CJ will be back tomorrow. He's out on uh, running some errands, taking care of business. And with that being said, we're over and out.